Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, this is Jeff. I'm live from the show floor at Book Riot Live, recording into my computer through my iPhone headphones. Just wanted to say that you're about to hear the episode recorded live just a few minutes ago. And there is, like last year, some pretty uh, explicit language, so which is not usually the case with our show, but I wanted to give you a warning so you can make your decision about it. We had a lot of fun. We'll talk more about what went on this weekend uh, during the next show, but for now, here's the show. This is the Book Riot Podcast, a weekly news and talk show about what's new, cool, and worth talking about in the world of books and reading. This is episode 183. We're recording on Saturday, November 12th. I'm Jeff O'Neill. I'm here. I am here with Actually, Rebecca Shinsky, and we're coming to you from Book Riot Live. <laughs> Too, spi- too spicy. Ah, that's the right spicy. Yeah, good, good spicy. Good spice. Uh, we also like to thank our event sponsors for the whole event this week, uh, Bookwitty and Unbound Worlds, for helping make Book Riot Live 2016 happen. Go see Bookwitty and Unbound Worlds is a site for science fiction and fantasy. Just launching now. Oh, there. I got to get Rowan right now. Got to get her. That's my alarm clock to get my daughter from school. And she's uh, on the other coast, so I'm, I need a lead time to get over there. <laughs> anyway. Let's tell me about our, our, our uh, IRL sponsor. Our IRL sponsor today is The Tourist. This new novel by Robert Dickinson. In The Tourist, time travelers take vacations to our time, which seems like something they might want to reconsider given... <laughs> Given the last week. Wave them off. (laughs) Um, They visit our malls. They marvel at our plumbing. They sample our donuts and our coffee. And then they go back. Uh, But one day after a routine excursion, a tourist goes missing, which never happens. And according to the official record, she didn't go missing at all. Now her tour guide has to track her down before she changes the past and the future forever. So you can read The Tourist by Robert Dickinson. It's in bookstores everywhere. And if you are here at the live recording, you can pick up a copy from the giveaway table in the back on your way out. So thanks again to Hachette Book Group and The Tourist by Robert Dickinson. All right. Oh, yeah, let's give him a clap. Yeah, let's give him a clap. <laughs> and as always, I mean, the show's not possible without our sponsors in general. Yeah. It's another good place to say that. Okay, it's time for book news. You know, other things happen this week, but we're going to marshal on, right? We're going to talk about book nerd stuff and do some self-care. Uh, good news this week. I don't think we picked any bad news stories. We, we kind of got rid of the bad news stories. Like, you I, know what? I can't deal with it. Yeah, no. We, it's mostly happy yeah. happy feelings, good feelings, positive. Anybody here run a little free library? Does anyone do one in their yard or anything like that? Oh, these slackers, the book nerds that don't do this. I really thought that, like, four hands would like go. half of you would go. Uh, so this week, um, the Little Free Library Association announced that the 50,000th Little Free Library was placed. So there's a lot of them out there. Yeah, claps for that. Um, and it's and I think probably most little free libraries you see out there aren't directly funded by this place. I don't know how it works. Yeah, no, I think I, I it's mean, mostly Swapna has one. Oh yeah, Swapna. Is she here? Still? No, she she took her picture and she left. I'm getting. I think the hell most out of people, here. it's like a person or a group. Right. Buy you can buy the actual library right. structure from Little Free Library, or you can make your own. Right. And they'll tell you, you know, how like how to run it and tips for community stuff. 
But this particular organization is funded by, called the Impact Fund, that provides funding for some, if an individual doesn't want to do it in a community, they'll place one in a community. And the 50,000th one was placed in Santa Ana, California, and it's a place where there's only one public library and zero bookstores for its more than 335,000 residents. So that's a lot of people, people. And, and no books. Also, if you ever wanted to open an independent bookstore, it feels like you've got a market there. Uh, <laughs> they might be able to help you out there. One other example of a place that the Impact Fund has funded a little free library um, is in... Uh, I didn't say the name. It's a small Georgia town where the vice principal says 30% of the residents cannot read and don't have access to books or bookstores. So they're putting some books out there to help people get along uh, as well. So that's good news. That's good. That, that's what I got for good news for you. That's good news, man. 50,000 yeah. little free libraries. That's a lot. Um, let's see. Let's do... What do you want to do next? Oh, you, put a, you did put in a story about jerks in Tennessee. You want to get the jerks out of the way? Let, no, let's do that at the end, because that's end? what you can do if you're feeling uh, okay, motivated right, to do all right, things. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm feeling motivated to do things. I've been up <laughs> since 2 o'clock this morning. Yeah, Jeff. motivated to do things is not high on our... Here's but, my good news this week. Yeah. Emma Watson, we all love Emma Watson, right? Hermione, and now she's running her feminist book club on Goodreads. Um, she, this week, in response to that thing that we're all responding to, um, took... <laughs> That really is Voldemorty. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you just say his name like Newt Gingrich, like comes from the sky into the sea. Like, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not that I'm disturbed or thinking dark thoughts at all this week. <laughs> so Emma Watson took Maya Angelou books out into the subway here. They've probably been discovered by now, but on Wednesday afternoon, as she took them to down to the subway system and hid them. Uh, the copies of Maya Angelou's Mom and Me and Mom uh, as part of the Books on the Underground campaign. I know that was earlier this month. Let's see. But I, it was also that book here. Yeah, here in yes. New York. So if you saw one laying around, that was probably Emma Watson. She's been doing it in you, you, London. She, so she was just walking around with a stack yeah, she, of I Why the Cage books? I saw her on Instagram of like, I just have this pile of books and I'm putting them on the, like, I think she said which stop she was at. Oh. Um, but yeah, they're on this train line. You can, Emma Watson... My Angelou, New York. So it's like it's like a clue, right? It's like yeah. it's like Beyonce with "We like, Should All Be Feminists" in the National Mall. Like you can just sort of mix them up. It's like secret book wizard, yeah, magical gifting. Like, she's not fucking around. She's not. I guess I'm cussing now. Oh well, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's what we say about this. Uh, that that ship she, sailed this she, morning. Yeah, she doesn't screw around, Emma Watson. She like she's she puts her books where her subway is or something. I don't know what that That's the show title. <laughs> About five minutes in, that's a new record. Wasn't well, so, an agricultural metaphor, no, so that's something. Too. <laughs> yeah, um, she's, it's so interesting that she's like real life Hermione in this way. Yeah, right? right. Like books are magical and they mean things. And the thing that you should do after a social incident like this, a social incident feels so minimizing. Like what do we, yeah. whatever this the thing is. It sounds like event. a dystopian YA novel, right? The, the, the event, event. happens. Uh, Tuesday. Yeah, right. uh, she, I think it's so awesome and so surprising. Like, I can't think of anybody who's been famous for the kinds of things that she was originally famous for who's turned their mm, fame into yeah. something like that. Well, she, yeah, she loves books. I she mean, there's no doubt about that. Uh, let's do, okay, can we do some uh, audience participation? participation? This is something I would torment Rebecca with were it just her and I on Skype recording the show. Instead, we, we're going to torment, torment you, you together. These are, this is a list of the five most valuable first edition books of the 20th century. So books that came out in the 20th century that are worth the most if you get your little grubby little book nerd hands on them and want to sell them for some reason. 
So there's five of them. You want to shout out some guesses? Yeah. Eh, sorry, thank you for playing. Great Gatsby's yep. number... Number four. Number four. Number four. And you can get how much... Did it say how much cabbage uh, yeah, you can get for says, this? Yeah, it says one of them sold in 2015 for $191,000. Yeah. And others can be found for up to $300,000. I know it's... Uh, Ancillary effect. There are only 27,000 copies of The Great Gatsby sold while F. F. Scott Fitzgerald was alive. Really? Like, it just didn't sell that many books. Like, that's how many books the Underground Railroad sold last week. <laughs> I mean, true. not the shit on F. Scott Fitzgerald, but... <laughs> yeah, he's doing just fine. Yeah, I think he's... Well, not, he's dead, so... <laughs> His legacy? Yeah, oh, okay, right. Dude yeah. got legal. Other guesses? That's one. How many have we got left? What? Uh, the oh, Hobbit, yeah, Hobbit. No Tolkien. Catcher in the Ride. Yes. The Tolkien, which one is that? I think it's three, but this is a, it's a the sl- fucking slideshow. Slide <laughs> <laughs> if you make your lists on the internet into slideshows, just fuck you. We will, we will. <laughs> Maybe we should run on a political platform of fuck slideshows. <laughs> Sounds like 85% oh, approval rating. It's like the Nobody Asked Us panel part Nobody, two. Yeah, yeah. How you also run a, fuck slideshows while we're here. <laughs> how to run a bookish website, don't put slideshows. Don't put slideshows. So yeah, The Hobbit is number three on this list. Uh, let's see, only 1,500 copies were originally released in the UK yeah. when it was published, so it's rare. rare. Um, they sold out in less than three months. The first editions were valued up to... Uh, it says $78,000 at one time, but uh, previously they've sold for up to 210000 Interesting, yeah. A couple more guesses? Ulysses, number one. Number one. Uh, so this is interesting because it was banned in the UK and the US for a long time, and Sylvia Beach, who founded Shakespeare and Company in Paris, was the original publisher, and there's a small edition. And one of these first batch editions... 460 large, half a million bucks if you get the 1922 edition of Ulysses. Um, let's see. Any, a couple, we got a couple more guesses? Yeah, there's a, do you want to, one of them a is a real, one of the titles is not obvious, but maybe, maybe author the author is? would be. So does yeah. anybody want to take an author guess? Hemingway's yeah, on yes. there, yeah. It's, a, it's Hemingway. Yeah, in our time, uh, his uh, uh, collection of short stories came out in 1924, before he was a Hemingway, right? Like, so there's not that many of them published. And then the last one is Ian Fleming's Casino Royale. I would never have gotten there. The first Bond book, yeah, it's kind of, it's yeah, kind of hard to know. Yeah, I just wouldn't have gotten there. Yeah. It's also a good one. It's a good one to start if you haven't read the, the Fleming Bond books. Oh, you so. know, if you need some escapism, Jeffrey read all the... I did, like three Ian summers Fleming's ago. I read all the... Them. I rated all the Ian Fleming Bond novels. The best one is Moonraker. <laughs> no, it is. It's nothing like the terrible fucking movie. That's what's, it's like a completely different story. I was reading this. Like, am I having a stroke? Like, what is this book? And then, then, I, then I read about it. I was like, oh, yeah, they changed it completely. because Actually, they changed Moonwrecker because of Star Wars. You know, we should repost this list now and like, put it on Reddit and just be yeah. like, what? what? What's going on? Yeah, because Star Wars came out and they were like, we should make a space one. And Moonraker is not at all about space. <laughs> um, anyway, so th- those are the top five. Good job. You guys Good job, team. Good job, team. I guess the notable, exce- I mean, things you might think were on there, I guess To Kill a Mockingbird mm-hmm. would be one. But I guess it sold so many that there are out there. Yeah. It's 1960. Any other ones that you would think would be on there? I'm trying to... Hmm? Oh, some Virginia Woolf. Wolf. Yeah. The, yeah oh, this is a list, Amanda, we would not Steinbeck. publish on the site, right? Yeah, yeah. I, could I even... <laughs> would you allow... Yeah, could I link to this? Oh, you link to it. This is your fault. 
Oh, you yelled about us all white dudes. See, yeah, okay. that's the required caveat, right? Like, yeah. this is an interesting list, but. But, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's that story. That's cool. I, I would want some Toni Morrison on that. We were list. looking at, was, was anyone at the Strand last night or coming tonight to the Strand? Um, there's a case somewhere. It's by the elevator. By the elevator, yeah. yeah. yeah where they have, like, you know, books you would know and their first editions. And we were looking at them. And some of them were pretty reasonable and some of them were pretty expensive. They had a Hobbit. They did. I didn't see how much it was. I don't remember how much. That whole case is too spicy. Yeah, it's too spicy. (laughs) It's too much. But the the most expensive one was 10 grand. And it's a book we had never heard of. Yeah. And you you hadn't heard of it either, had you, Amanda? It's like the Menthol Trilogy about cigarettes or something? No, it's not. It's called the Menthol Trilogy, but I know what it's about. Anybody? Anybody Anybody? know it? Anybody heard it? You should Google that. Boy. Yeah, uh, that's, that's what we call a deep cut. Um, we that. had this plan while we were standing there last night. Like, I'm going to take a picture of this case, and then we're going to quiz the audience about them, but sorry, guys. Three, gla- three glasses of wine later, we kind of <laughs> dropped it. You oh, you have pictures? Yeah, okay, great. Awesome. Yeah, so you can go bother her and all weirdly <laughs> look at her phone. <laughs> that's not weird at all. Um, the, the Bronx. Huh? Um, this was a story, I think we talked about this a while ago, where they were, Barnes & Noble was going to close their yes. branch in the Bronx, and there was a public community outcry, say, this is the last bookstore in the Bronx, please don't close it. And Barnes & Noble, I guess, agreed, because it was still open mm-hmm. for a while, but now it's finally closing um, the Barnes & Noble there. But, 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 a book saint named Noel Santos wants to bring, yes, do we know her? Awesome. No, Arena. That's cool. That's great. Uh, she wants to bring a new bookstore that also has wine. So she's our people. Uh, <laughs> and it's called The Lit Bar. It's set to open uh, in the South Bronx in 2017. And she said she wants to give the people who are migrating to the neighborhood some Bronx culture and help you know recover from the stigmas of the neighborhood being poor or unsafe and let people know that intellectuals do live in the Bronx. Um, I will go there. Yeah. Maybe can we like? It's called yeah the Lit Bar. Tour? You can go find out more about it. Uh, the new bookstore, thelitbar.com. You can check it out. Um, the Realty Group that runs the strip mall, like, or whatever the development says, that they were offered a smaller space, but Barnes and Noble wouldn't commit to a long-term contract. Oh, okay. Which is not something that would give you faith in the long-term prospects. Of I would. Noble. I would think that Noel Santos might be more successful with the Lit Maybe, Bar. Maybe yeah, than, like, probably. Than Barnes and Noble, and that you know, let's serve wine and have restaurants in the store. Yeah, again. being replaced by an off Saks Fifth Avenue, which is like discount purses yeah. and shit, mm-hmm. something like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle has never been prouder of you than right now. <laughs> It's like, uh, yeah, okay. Per- yeah, uh-huh. I'm not wrong. You're not. No. Discount purses and shit. May not be elegant, but I'm not wrong. <laughs> That's what matters. Um, oh, and also, Amelia Zeno was the one who started the online petition to save the bookstore originally. So she held out for two years. So good job for Amelia. Um, and the Bronx will. Not quite a quixotic quest, but. Yeah, the Bronx will read again. The Bronx. But it, it does go to show, like, people think of New York as, like, ah, oh, great books, blah, blah, blah. But, like, there's huge swaths yeah. of the city that don't have books. One, like, every time we get a, one of those Publishers Weekly ratings yeah. or Amazon ratings of, like, the best stores or best cities for book lovers, right. people, I think, always expect to see New York on it because it seems like there are so many bookstores here, but, like, per capita, there aren't. And neighborhood wise, right. huge And it's like downtown there. Manhattan where you can, like, zig and zag yeah. seven, but then you have, I mean, we, the Jet Blue, uh, I see McGibbs called them book deserts, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have huge swaths of cities that don't have access. And I guess it goes back to the little free library story where you're trying to put some books back in the community there. Also, it goes to show if you have a bookstore in your place of residence and it's the only one, buy fucking books from them. Yeah. 
Maybe if you live in the Bronx, put up a little free library. Yeah, a little free library could probably could be used there. We're talking too. We're going too fast. We did this last year too. Like at least my voice is at a normal register. Last year when I listened to the live show last year, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so excited. Like everything, I was like, I don't sound like that. Yeah. But we know you guys now. Yeah, it's cool. We're not quite as not quite as freaked out. We should have had Amanda on for the next segment. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, would she spontaneously combust if we talk about Joan Didion writing about the South? Yeah. Is it, is it, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the curls are just like vibrating back there. <laughs> so Joan Didion, keeper of notebooks and many journals. <laughs> That's actually a line in this piece. Keeper of notebooks, chronicler of cities. Um, I hope they didn't pay. I bet she's going to have an interesting post-mortem attic sort of situation. Like, look at all the Joan Didion stuff about random stuff, like Beanie Babies. Joan Didion on Beanie Babies. (laughs) Too spicy? (laughs) I was just trying to imagine, like, Joan Didion. Actually, you know, now I said I'd read Joan Didion on almost... It's hard to think of a... uh, Right, Amanda's giving me praise hands back there for that one. So this is called South and West from a Notebook. Uh, it's made up of personal musings jotted down while on a road trip across the American South where her husband okay. and typical Didionian fashion, the entries weld interviews with personal reflections. Even if the essays are unfinished, they're in keeping with her belief that notebooks, even if plumb with incomplete thoughts, are valuable. Interesting, okay. This could go I'm, sideways, yeah, I'm right? I'm excited <laughs> and like super scared. Yeah, because it's kind of like a cultural tourist thing. Like, look how backward the South is. Yeah. If Joan Didion even steps to Richmond, like it, this will be unacceptable. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll find, we'll find it. Well, it's, it's weird because like it's unfinished and Joan Didion's alive. Like it's a weird right. moment to do like, this. Why not edit these? Why not do something? If you want to do something with them, do the thing. Because I'm now the Harper Lee thing has made me so skeptical of anything like this. I was like, does someone have like a literary estate agent who has power of attorney? Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. And like, what does Joan have in the attic? Oh, stuff about the South. Let's publish it and see what happens. But we won't edit it or anything. Maybe she had that like nice surge from the book a year or two ago, and they were like, "What else could you do?" And oh, she's yeah. like, "Well, I've got." Well, I've got the stuff about the South. Yeah. How about it? We'll see. see. It'll be interesting to see. I don't think it says in the piece what parts of the South she... Like, the South is large. Right. It means <laughs> many multitudes. The American South. She went to all of it. Yeah, just yeah. all of it. It'll be very interesting. I'm, I'm nervous. Are Actually, you nervous, I kind of want Joan Didion on, like, a steamboat, like, up and down the Mississippi. <laughs> I'm just playing Mad Libs again. Joan Didion yeah. and, like, Mark Twain yeah. <laughs> going through middle doing, Missouri. Doing stuff in the middle of Missouri. I'm writing headcanon now about like not Joan Didion. Race. I'm gonna have a Tumblr later. <laughs> <laughs> Joan Didion and Mark Twain, <laughs> like on a riverboat. <laughs> Speaking of weird mashups, um, of all the books I would not expect to be made into the an opera. Oh yeah, this is like number one through nine, probably. Do you guys want to guess what? Any it is? guesses? Oh. Well, you're cheaters. Who oh. on bigger. you? Shame on. Yes, you're right. The shine, I, I, like, I, like the twins gonna have like a little aria or something, like hold hands. Like, oh, I'm, I'm like scared already. If that bear comes out on the stage, I'm like out. I'm like, <laughs> There's no way. You don't even like the thought of scary things. Like no, the, you're, no, no, no. This right now, like I have hives. It's, mm-hmm. it's really bad. You don't even have like the protection of your TV screen and no. your own couch. You have to go sit in a dark theater. Yeah. And watch these things happen. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know. It's like. I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, Stephen King will just, like, sign and allow you to adapt something. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah. He's like, sure, why not? Sure, why? Opera, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That'd be cool. Give me money. 
There uh, it is. <laughs> let's see. You can now hear a complete recording of that production thanks to Minnesota Public Radio. What on earth? that Garrison Keillor secretly kick-started The Shining. <laughs> Lake Wobegon is Minnesota, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I uh, hope the production will be above average. Um, <laughs> you can find the digital program here. I, I don't know what... I don't, it's The Shining? That's an opera. Like, yeah. I don't even... There's no commentary needed. <laughs> there are a bunch of Book Riot contributors in this room, and if someone does not listen to this and write a thing about yeah. it in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be real... Oh, we got Teresa. Yeah, yeah, Teresa will do it, yeah. He's going to do Elizabeth it. wanted second, but first, yeah, she firsted you on the Slack channel. It's like, ah, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, Rachel, I, Rachel Cordasco wrote a post about operas that are based on literary work. Yes. Like, there's, there's quite... Like, Atwood just had one, mm-hmm. right? Was, I think it was book, around Book Margaret Atwood Life. also will let you, like, sure, you want to... Yeah, sure, you want to make... You sure you want to bury my book in a tree for a thousand years? Dalla Dalla Bills and that's Weirdness. Her, that's her, right? The Forever Library? That is her, yeah. She was, like, the first one Yeah, she's like, sure, that. I'll write something no one will ever in read. Norway, and they'll, right? they'll put it in, like, the moss or whatever. She and David Mitchell. Yeah, right. She and David I think Mitchell. they have any black people on that list. I don't want to, like, preemptively... Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where to Sorry, go from that. that. I, I, you're Sorry, ma- You're making me defend a project I don't understand. <laughs> I, I, I got this nowhere to go. the best possible... Talk to me about ebook pricing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the people at home couldn't see yeah, that. Yeah, I know, all right. That was like, a, that was like the, 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 the denim jeans version of girding your loins. <laughs> Show title. <laughs> oh, I lasted longer this. One time of these I'm times, I'm now. gonna, I'm gonna have Rebecca make Rebecca pass out. <laughs> I just like, oh. <laughs> what are we doing now? Uh, let's see. Let's talk about Scribd a little bit. This is. Um, I don't believe this. <laughs> so skeptical. <laughs> it's like I'm ungenerous or something. So, yeah, right. Yeah, the generous reading is this is bullshit. Um, <laughs> So Scribd announced last week that it's adding magazines to its reading subscription service, which costs $8.99 a month and also includes e-books. It sounds like I'm doing an ad read because I'm reading their press release. But the the top line uh, story is that Trip Adler, who's the CEO, which is like the broiest like startup dude name of all time. (laughs) What's going on, Trip? Um, (laughs) Says we've been profitable for three months, which means... Oh! (laughs) Good job, guy. They, they, don't, they don't even say they've been the most recent contiguous months either. Just like, there's been three. <laughs> we, had, we had three months. We had three months. Or we didn't just burn money. Um, our vision is to, I, I'm going to read this because I'm going to mock it, so bear with me for a minute. Um, our vision is to have all these different types of written content in one place organized around your interests. The company created 16,000 interest pages on topics like the election <sighs> that will include book, audiobook, and article recommendations. You could be reading a magazine and then we'll re- recommend you a book. At the same time, if you're using script to read books, there's now a whole new use case. So if anyone ever says use case, <laughs> try to get your money out. Because <laughs> them saying it's a whole new use case means we don't know what the fuck you're going to do with this thing. It's you know, a use case. 
this is particularly interesting because he is talking about also that they've undergone a lot of changes in their business model and longtime listeners of the show know yeah. that we have documented many of those changes. They used to sponsor the show. We talked about it. So they've sponsored that's why the we show. Hate them, we both used Scribd uh, and we're excited when those all you can eat ebook models came out. But he says, you know, it started by offering unlimited access to ebooks, but they found it was really difficult because there were power readers that were reading so many books. And because we were paying publishers by the read, it was impossible to be profitable from that. And I am like relatively certain that some of the people in this room are directly responsible. Yeah. No, seriously. Like, yeah. y'all broke script. They, they, they all but name checked like librarians listening to four audiobooks a day. They're like, those shit, they're eating us out of house and home. <laughs> it's like it's like a buffet that all your only customers are like college football players. Like, what the? <laughs> this was a huge mistake. So they switched earlier this year to this model where you get three ebooks or comics and one audiobook per month, and that is helping them have these three notably profitable months. Uh, <laughs> man, I'm an asshole. <laughs> I mean, I, I get. I mean, they're trying to make they find a business model that works, but you're like, you've got three reads of this and two. Like, you need double entry bookkeeping and to like, keep track of your fucking monthly subscription. The gall of like, we had three months of profit, and so please all like. Yeah, cookies. it's like, oh, let's do a press release, guys. <laughs> Quick before, it's, maybe, quick before it's over. Maybe those jerks at Book Riot will say something nice about us yeah, now. Right. <laughs> you know what's coming next is um, they're, they're going to start looking for investment, right? Mm-hmm. That's what that'll happen. Next week there'll be a press release. Scribd launches a new $20 we've million. We've still dollar never up. seen actual numbers no. of subscribers. Like The last are. piece I saw from them on TechCrunch, and before Scribd did this service, like they were, it was still a document like sharing yep. kind of service, and publishers were using it to share excerpts. Like You might have clicked on a banner ad somewhere before Scribd had this And had the unfortunate experience of reading a galley on Scribd. Right, basically. And So they have that. So there's all those back users right. of that thing. And then they issue these press releases occasionally where they're like, Scribd has served this many customers, and you're like, but yeah, when? But when? And like on the subscription service, yeah. or in publishing houses, or what? It's all very, like, no one is giving any hard numbers, and I won't believe a thing. Like, yeah, we're profitable. Um, sure so we are. also wondered, because unlike Netflix, these ebook subscription service had been paying by the read, so if someone reads a whole bunch, like they said, they get eaten out of house and home. Whereas Netflix, my understanding, um, for example, like a business model that say you know works, um, <laughs> is that they pay a licensing fee to have the content on the site for a limited mm-hmm. number of times. So it doesn't matter if a whole bunch of people consume it; they don't, they, you know, they, they won't get eaten out of house and home. I'm just going to keep saying that because I'm. It's almost I'm like stuck. publishers didn't want an ebook subscription service to have. A well, chance. we know. I mean, <laughs> I can't say because of NDA reasons, but like there are publishers that I've talked to that they don't want any part of this. Like. They, they don't want to, I, I guess really, th- their logic is they don't want to, I mean, it all, this, I'm going to get on my ebook thing. Here it comes. Uh, <laughs> it was only know. a matter of time. I don't know. It's, well, they want to protect pricing, right? They want to protect pricing, especially because they want to print, print pricing. Don't, you're in such a fucking enabler. Um, <laughs> if you talk more, I have to do less. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to take a nap while I'm just like. Um, but they. I mean, I think a lot of things you can see in peripheral services around books that publishing isn't doing themselves is all about protecting print prices. Like, if you ever like, what the fuck is going on with that? The answer is protecting print prices. Like, that's kind of what it comes back to. So there are two payment... And magazine publishers, however, half of them are doing per read and half of them are doing like a bulk licensing content deal. So it sounds to me what Scribd is running away from is books. 
right? They're kind of running away from audiobooks and books and into magazine and newspapers where they can get a Do you more think there's book. like a six months down the road press release where Scribd is like, you know what? Fuck books. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, they've been losing money for the last four years. I don't know how you can stay around much longer. It also strikes me that Audible's model, who's a sponsor of the show and blah, 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 whatever, where you just pay... <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was funny? I don't get it. Anyway, ceramic IUDs. Um, <laughs> that's a, that, that is a there non is sequitur right there. That, is, that does get more into context than that. But like that's Audible, too spicy. <laughs> too spicy. Where Audible, just, you just pay for the book? Like, is that so complicated? I, I don't know. Like, just pay for the book. Well, it seems to work for Audible. Yeah, it seems to work. Seems to work for Audible. I, I'm not sure. Like, Scribd is going, they're all in on text, and Audible is all in on audio. Yeah. So which of the two will come out ahead? There's so much more ceiling on audio. Like, what was it last year? Only 14% of... Well, you know, actually, the, the 2016 audiobook? Pew numbers came out last week, and they're Pew. not in here. Pew, Pew. <laughs> You are punchy. <laughs> you just start making eight bit video game noises. I'm just ready for the Star Wars Shakespeare yeah, right. thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I've lost my... T- I don't know. Sorry, the Pew numbers. Uh, Pew, Pew. Oh, uh, the... the <laughs> <laughs> that's 27 minutes and it's all falling apart. 183 episodes in 27 minutes and all comes crashing down. Where the... Where the... F- uh, we talk, 14, Pew, Pew, oh, the stat was that last year only 14% of Americans had read an audiobook, up yeah. from 12% mm-hmm. the year before. So I think we did we talk about yeah. this recently. Like, yeah. That number is like just going like inch by inch, but yeah. the talk around Which audiobooks is, is up and up. I mean, what, you assholes are reading of, like 10 audiobooks a month, and most Americans still haven't made the transition yet, right? Um, so they still have 86% to convert. Yeah, and audiobook sales were up 36% last yeah. year. So someone's buying a lot more audiobooks. Deeper. Yeah, there's like math involved like median or mode or average that would apply here but I cannot brain right now at all. I mean I'm hearing startup B phrases in my brain. Yeah. It's narrow but Well, deep, the like... use case of audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um okay, where are we where is the, It is a book that you listen to. Yeah, uh let's see. Or, should, I guess all we have left is jerks because we ran through everything else. Do you want to skip jerks and just like Q&A and Yeah, you want to do hang? Q&A at all? I don't know what we should... are, are you did you guys get all of your yeah, weird answers out of us this morning? <laughs> Um, well, you know what? We don't usually do a wrap-up show at the end of the year. Should we talk about what the big stories of the year book's been? We can sort of... We, we do can usually pop- do a wrap-up. I mean, that we do usually do a wrap-up <laughs> show. Maybe we could just do that now instead of doing the show that we totally always do, and I remember it always. We're going to therapy after yeah. this. <laughs> you never remember my birthday. <laughs> Okay. Big book stories. Big what do you book think? stories of the year. I usually scroll back through our agenda to think about it. I know. This is, like, this is more fun because I'm awkward. <laughs> well, I mean, Cursed Child. That was big. What do you guys think? Is this a fizzle bomb thing? Is that what, that's what I'm feeling like. No one's talking about it. Hmm. Like, it's, it sold almost four million copies in print, and yet no one's talking about it? That means no one liked it, right? You don't even have to read Goodreads to know what that the thing is. I haven't read it yet. No. Who's read it? Hands. Okay. Only half of the people here have read it. That's a bad sign. That's true. So there's one. What else? I remember about a month ago that we were like, nothing is going to be worse than this story. And now I can't remember what it was. You guys, do you remember what it was? It's one of the Sound of the Attic stories. Oh. Oh. 
There was the... Oh, yeah, the, the, the Library of Nazi Occult Witch Books that was discovered. <laughs> Speaking that of Mad Lib stories. Oh, there was the Roald Dahl butt, butt chair. <laughs> the beer, right? <laughs> I'm going to, like, throw up. That's, I wasn't even on that show. Amanda was on that show. They made beer out of Roald Dahl's butt yeast. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. No, but am I right? That's what it was. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in a fugue state. That was the story. <laughs> chair. It was like, what, what, swabs from a chair. So he was sitting, they, they, they were sit. the chair yes. he sat on and like his butt yes. sweat was yeasty. <laughs> you know, for someone who doesn't want to talk about this. <laughs> oh. I, uh, Colson, the Underground Railroad yeah, being Oprah book that happened, that happened this year. Oprah came back. Oprah came back. Oprah was back. But oh, have we talked about Love Warrior sales? Do it, oh. Amanda and I, I think Amanda and I maybe did on the show. I, and the story is it's not selling. I was yeah. not on the show when no. that happened either. I also looked at the sales for, oh. Uh, oh, no, I think I was. We did, um, yes. The sellout won the man booker, and I was looking at the sales, and I said I would follow up. This is me doing my homework. Um, jazz hands. Uh, <laughs> sold 38,000 38, 3,800 copies in North America that week. Seems weak to me, Mm -hmm. all things considered. I mean, it's a book that's been out. I mean, The Man Booker, the book came out in February of 2015, so it's also weird that way. It's the way they, their award calendar. Oh, yeah, because of how, um, when the the sellout came out. Right, right, right. Other book stories we're going to talk about, you know, we're going to, we're going to bob, we're going to bounce our, our, you know, grand nieces. Oh, Bob Dylan. There you go. Bob Dylan. Who now, who now says, I'm going to take the award. Like, maybe, if I can fit into my schedule. Oh, you're from Sweden. Yeah, yeah Emily's from Sweden. Are, are they going to let him in? Are, how pissed are the, are the Swedes at Bob? How pissed are the Swedes at Bob that he was, like, playing too cool for school about it? Really pissed. Oh, oh. it takes a lot to get the Swedes super I pissed. I know. <laughs> like, they're all being taken care of, cradle to grave, and they're like, What? <laughs> See, women and people of color took the Hugos back this year. Yeah, they did. The, the sad puppies abandoned the Hugos and took over the country, it turned out. Do we need another Oh, Chuck break? Tingle. Chuck oh, Tingle, Chuck the Tingle. silver lining to the sad puppies story. Do you guys know that Chuck Tingle's getting a video game? That's all I know. <laughs> Oh, oh, Zoe Quinn? Zoe Quinn? Yeah, Zoe Quinn. Zoe Quinn, yeah. That's so going to be so interesting. I, like, literally couldn't predict what that game was going to be. No. Like, you give me a thousand chances, I, I wouldn't even get I bet it's going to have the word butt in the title. <laughs> it, it might. I'm going to make you say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for 2017. Uh, you know, the story we talked about... Um, uh, the Kansas City librarian that got arrested at his own that event. Was, that was it. That was the story that, that we were like, we're not going to hear anything weirder than this. Yeah, the, the librarian in, in Kansas City who was hosting an event and one of the people asking a question got arrested by the people who weren't actually security? Right. It, or they were security, but like the event director had not yeah. given the signal for yeah. take the person That was out a pretty and, good one. Yeah, too. that was a crazy story. Uh, um, let's see what else is coming out this year. I guess, you know, it's, the current events have so destroyed everything It is. Else. I'm just, like, stro- like, scrolling back. Yeah. Well, let's. 
Oh, the oh, library cat. Right, that small town. They like small town. got rid of their library cat and then they saved him. It's like a discarded E.B. White Thank you. I needed to be reminded that the cat got saved today. That was good yeah. for my soul. Um, well, let's do our last story and then we can seg into uh, feelings. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready. I haven't so, cried yet today. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, I mean, look, you know we hate to get political on this show. And we really, we really don't until, unless we can, couldn't even get through <laughs> on the joke. But we, you know, one, we, we asked you guys um, this year, I think, did you want to keep hearing the stories about, you know, book bannings and stuff, right? Because there was always, it's always kind of the same story. Like there's someone who's in some like crazy group that they started themselves on Facebook um, that's objecting to like, the existence of women. The existence of women or people of color, that like some people like the same gender or whatever else it might be. And we kind of feel like we were just sort of beating the same drum over and over again, but the stories didn't really change. It's all some variations on a theme like that. And you guys said, we asked you, and you said, we want to still hear those stories because it's important, and it could be in my community or something else like that. I have a feeling we're going to hear a lot of them. I, I was going to say, I don't think it's going to get a lot better, maybe, anytime soon. I mean, one thing we've seen on the site already, and we didn't talk about this morning, mm. is we get our share of, you know, the alt-right, asshole, jerkwad, Twitter user, Facebook commenter, whatever... Um, and it's already gotten worse. When we're getting it's already gotten worse. Now, we're getting like emails more now. More than we used to. This is why Trump won, because of you guys. We should have made millennial crybaby shirts to sell. Yeah, millennial cry, yeah we're millennial. popular we're S, one. SJW millennial crybabies. Yeah, my they, next They tattoo. clearly haven't seen my hairline. <laughs> um, so this, so this, this story is um, in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, a Tennessee mother and a founding member of a parents group opposed to Islamic indoctrination. We didn't plan that, but. Has asked for a history textbook to be removed from her daughter's social studies curriculum, claiming it promotes Islamic propaganda. Sullivan County, Tennessee. It's a history book that includes, like, you know, the existence of Islam, which is radical. I mean, I can see why she's so upset that Islam is a thing. And asked to be yanked from the school immediately. Uh, and this is her quote. I mean, sometimes you hang people with their own rope. But I would like to see parents, Christians, veterans, <laughs> anyone that's anyone, stand up for this fight. How can I, as a Christian, say that I have these values? I guess what you'd say is, I don't have those values. Right. Uh, you say, I'm not Islamic, maybe? That's the way you do it? I don't know. It's rather than yank the book. Um, so they filed a formal complaint to the school district claiming the textbook promotes Islamic propaganda. It gives false claims and views on Islam, trying to normalize it through our children. Yeah, you know, this. I think it's actually been going on for a while, yeah, for a while. County, since October of 2015. Yep. And I've seen uh, screenshots of the homework assignments, and yep. it's like, explain what, like, the, you know... It's this radical stuff like, what is Islam? Right. Right. <laughs> And uh, that's indoctrination, according to this mother. So it's up for review. Um, The the Sullivan County Board of Education Chairman, uh, Michael Hughes, said the concerned parents were in favor of just taking it out of the standards. Mm -hmm. They don't want it taught at all. Um, and they, it talks about the, like the geopolitical yeah. history. This is in a history book. So it's like, what were the origins of Islam? And in which countries was it practiced? And what are the cultures that are associated with mm-hmm. like ac- actual history? Well, I mean, and so in, in, uh, one thing we want to do is like, here's another one of these stories. Like, we're just going to keep giving them to you. But also, like, I know a lot of us are looking for stuff to do. 
right? You know, what, what can we do? And you might pay attention to your local school board, right? I think it was Teddy Roosevelt that says, like, the job in American politics that has the greatest, like, imbalance between effort to get the job and influence on the community is getting on a school board. Support a school board candidate. Run for school board. Um, give money to a school board member's campaign. Put a sign in your, who's on your local school board? A test I would fail with such misery that I'm getting embarrassed sweats by just thinking about it right now. <laughs> because I think that's a thing we forget about, especially liberals are very guilty of this. We like the top line, you know, national campaign, senators, presidents, stuff like this. Um, Republicans are much better on the whole of being involved in local politics. And I think that's something we can take away from this. Where's the fight that's close to you that you can fight? Um, a library getting defunded, mm -hmm. um, a school board like, try, trying to yank. I mean, that's going to make things better, right? Kids not knowing like what uh, Islam actually well, is. Right. And you know, if you are fighting a fight, if you find one in your community, it's like you have access to yeah. a platform right. that can help you. might you tell like someone, that. you might send like an email to like a podcast that you've heard of. <laughs> and we can talk about it and get mad. Because, <laughs> you know, I don't like to have rants. <laughs> try to keep it cool, calm, and collected <laughs> all the time. But I'll get my dander up if need be. <laughs> my dander is here for your use is what I'm saying. Did that do it? When I was, when I was coming out, I was like, this might be the one. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting dander. <laughs> you stole my show title. <laughs> So that's something, I mean, that's something to pay attention to. What books are being taught? You know, what is, the, what is the curriculum in your local school district? At what level? What are the gaps? Yeah, what are the gaps being taught? What, you know, what, does a teacher who tries to teach a book that even their school, this, in this case, it sounds like the school board maybe is trying to back the, yeah. the curriculum up because it's part of the curriculum. It's not an individual teacher's choice. But in those cases, we've, a lot of these cases are an individual teacher mm -hmm. picking a book, right? There was, some, there was the teacher in Texas that picked yeah. a book, um, LBGTQ title, for uh -huh. like a second or third grader. And basically the book, they got, they got defended and he got to keep the book in the classroom, but he was so traumatized by it that he left the state. Like yep. he, he took off um, for somewhere where you don't have to put up with all bullshit all the time everywhere, um, which I can, I can understand. So that's one place we can make a small difference. Like today, tomorrow, Monday when you get home, who's on my school board? Go to a school board meeting. A lot of them are open. Um, I think that's the kind of thing that's not sexy necessarily. You know, it's not protesting in Union Square, which is totally valuable and thing that people should do. I'm looking at Lindsay right here. Um, <laughs> but she came to this instead, which is kudos to her. Um, like, that's definitely something you should do. But there's also other things you can do, especially around issues you care about. Because one thing, I was, trying to t I was trying to think of something to tell the staff and contributors on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know what to say. I, I, don't, I, I didn't have anything to say. But I think... The, we're going to hear more of these kinds of stories, um, and resistance to them is going to be more important than ever. Because I, I think I'm guilty of, to some degree, teething like a joke, right? Yeah. Look how absurd this is. Look how you it'll know, never happen. Yeah, it'll never. It'll never. It can't happen here. I'm totally guilty of this, and it's in Tennessee. It's not in my backyard, kind of thing, because I live in Portlandia, and everyone, you know, mm -hmm. crochets their own donut horses or whatever else. They do. <laughs> Ties their goats up outside yeah, the they, local. Yeah, no, that that is a true thing. There, I know. I heard there was a, talking there, about there, there was a goat tied up outside the coffee shop by our house. Like, <laughs> it was on a bike rack. Yeah, <laughs> tied to a bike rack. And I was like, did they ride the goat? <laughs> now I'm just doing bad stand up. That's all that is. 
And if you get involved and things work for you, let us yeah. know. We'll you know help spread the word. Use the Book Riot Live Facebook page to connect with people. We may come up with some other way right. that everybody who's yeah, if you've got ideas, like we want to hear them too, can keep sharing yeah. through the community when we're not all in the same physical. Well, you were. I, I don't know if she's here. We just met someone who is here with someone from the Virginia Richmond, Virginia, Maine yes, branch. Yes, right? Richmond. Are you Maine. here in this room right now? Yeah, hi. Yeah, right there. Hi. And, and they're the one thing they're doing is they're doing a sem- they're a series of seminars about knowing what your rights are, right? Because mm-hmm. like, do you know? I, I don't. I'm cozy liberal to the nth degree, and I don't know. Like, when I one time and did, you're a white dude, so yeah. You don't and have I actually to. one time got arrested. <laughs> this is like, well, it was a while ago, and I didn't know what my rights were. Yeah. I didn't know. Like, I was saying to the guys, like, am I getting arrested right now? And he started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, this is hilarious. It's for not wearing his seatbelt. For not wearing his seatbelt, because you can go to jail for that. Um, it's like just in case you think there's like a hot story. About yeah, there's not. How Jeff got arrested. It's like the Jeffiest story ever, because it's like <laughs> sounds interesting, but it's me like forgetting to put my fucking seatbelt on. I mean, if your money is on anybody but me or Amanda being the first staff member to get bailed out, you're just wrong. <laughs> you're just wrong. And, you know, so this is a long way of saying that bringing attention to these kinds of stories, and I think going on beyond bringing attention to stories is something I'm interested in, I think maybe something you should be interested in doing as well. So that's the news. That's the news. Y'all have questions? Anyway, questions? Anybody? Thoughts? Thoughts? You're tired Feelings? of us. Joys and concerns? Oh, joys and concerns. Yeah, both raised <laughs> oh. as Methodists, yeah. Hi. Do we have a, oh, we don't oh, have, we a, have, we have a, a floater mic. Rachel, you're somebody? Oh, Rita. Is this go- oh, there's Rita. Does this one You work? guys know Rita from oh. Dear Book Nerd. On? This one's yeah no it's yeah, on okay. On. Watch me awkwardly walk to the back. <laughs> You're doing that very well. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, name please. My name is Noel Santos. Hi Noel. Ah! Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, from the Bronx Lip Bar. From the Bronx Lip Bar. Oh yeah. <laughs> that is some next level book magic right there. <laughs> Wait, were you just like at home and we said your name and you like got, you're like. I'm, I was downstairs at the Literary Inc. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you weren't even in this panel to start with. Okay. Thank you for, oh my God, this is amazing. So did someone say, they just, they just said your name? You got to, okay. So tell us about where are you in the process or what, sorry, you say what you were going to say, then I will jump all over it. I wanted to say thank you. Um, oh. I bought my book club. I came out here pretty so came here pretty selfishly, not really to promote my business. Um, so um, my mem- one of my members of my book club, Jessica, she texted me, they're talking about you. <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to, this is when I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh my God. So, um, so I just wanted to say um, thank you um, for spreading the word about my initiative. And um, what, what do you need? What, if people what do could need? do something, what do you need? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm so touched. <laughs> so, um, so where I am at in the process, I'm looking for a space in the South Bronx. Okay. Um, I'm launching a crowdfunding campaign on January 17th, and right now it's just all about engaging my community. Um, as you all know, they're closing the last bookstore in my borough. We have 1.5 million people in our borough, and 10 colleges, and not and one book. It was dis- I was disgusted when there was only one bookstore. Right. Um, and yeah, like one was great. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Bronx. Yeah, so my, um, the Lit Bar, um, we're going to serve books and wine. It's going to be a hybrid model. And, <laughs> and we, um, we want to make books sexy. and um, <laughs> We got you. Sexier, if, if, if that's possible. Um, um, you know, we, we don't have access 
to literature the way other boroughs do. And um, this, you know, this is my part. Um, this, my project is not in response to the closing of the Barnes & Noble. This has been in the works for two years. Right. And um, I just want to just thank everybody for their support and you know, people like you that yeah. share our message. You know where to send that link when your Kickstarter goes. Oh, I was going right? to say, send it, send it to us personally, Jeff at Riot New Media and Rebecca at RiotNewMedia.com. Oh, we'll make sure it gets in. Thank you guys so much. This is amazing. And I expect five bucks from each and one of you assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our show. Thank you guys so much. For- <laughs>